This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm sorry, I can't operate on that vehicle. But doctor, you took an oath. That RV, it's my son's RV. Oh, doctor, isn't there anything you can do? I'm not a miracle worker, Sheila. I'm an RV surgeon, trained to save the lives of large injured recreational vehicles, which is definitely a real profession. When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm Iron Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. on everyone welcome back to that mill podcast i hope you're doing well my name's omar joining me as always my regular co-host Mick, mr mickey simpson how are you all right yeah not too bad not too bad fella i'm all good all good happy new year all that shenanigans happy new year happy new year listeners happy new year to uh all three of you thank you well yeah there's the third person coming in now it's mr kai bennett hello pal hello mate how are you i'm all right yourself yeah not too bad oh mickey's gone oh, mickey's gone Mickey's gone. He's back. There you He's go. Back. We're going to roll with it. We're going to go with it. One take wonders over here. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're new around here, obviously, this is our That Mill podcast. We're out a couple times a week. Uh, dates are variable at the moment, but I'm sure we'll narrow it down to uh, two days a week and set days at some point in the near future. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about our Bristol City away game. If Spoiler alert, we lost 3-2. don't think I spoiled anything there, but obviously, we'll talk about that in later. Bastard. Yeah, we'll talk about it at length and obviously <laughs> break down in detail what happened at Ashton Gate on Sunday. 
Um, and obviously, yeah, try and kind of take some consolation from it, I suppose, like we always try to do so. And in the second part of the show, we're going to talk about the rumour mill and a supposed bid for a player in a European country. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go into part number one now. Like I said, if you're new around here, be sure to subscribe. Hit the like, video, uh, like button if you're new around here. Um, give us a comment. It's much appreciated. Subscribe if you're new. Um, obviously, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts too. It helps us go up the charts a little bit more and puts a smile on Mickey Simpson's face. So, we'll go into part one now. We'll be back shortly. <laughs> All right, welcome to the first part of the show. As mentioned, Millwall lost 3-2 on Sunday at Bristol City. Ashton Gate, Kai, talk to me. I'll give a breakdown afterwards, but go on, you talk to me how you feel about that game. Um, good good first half, barring the Bart mistake. Um, I was really pleased at half-time. I thought we came back really well. Um, two goals, what was it, like six minutes. Um, Tom Bradshaw with another one, which is fantastic news. Benicophobia, probably one of the coolest penalties I've ever ever seen at Millwall. Um, I've never seen a penalty like that. Like he, I was sitting there watching it, and he sort of like stuttered to do it, and I've, I'm, I'm like, oh, he's going to miss, he's going to miss. But he slots it away, shows his, shows his experience. Um, composure. If you're not seen the, if you're not seeing the penalty, it is on our YouTube channel, so you can have a look. <laughs> it was, no, it was a good penalty. It was a good penalty. It's well worth a watch again. Um, you know, um, but no, it was, it was a good performance first half. Other than the mistake, it was. You know, it was a sloppy mistake. Um, but then again, I don't like to, you know, dig butt out too much because of the amount of points he does save us. Um, the amount of points he saved us is far greater than the ones he's cost us. So um, I don't really like to, you know, dig out Bart. So I won't. Um, but, Plus you know, bigger than you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Probably quite scared of him as well, to be fair. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, it was all right. I thought first half was fine. And then second half, they came out us a little bit. Bart made a couple of good saves to keep us ahead. Um you know, I think Vyman had a couple of good chances uh, before he did end up getting his next two. And then the last 15 minutes, I'm not quite sure whether it was maybe lack of match match uh, fitness or um, that caught up with us, or maybe we maybe should have made a few substitutes a little bit earlier. Um, maybe that could have helped freshen things up. But yeah, first 70 minutes, I was quite quite pleased with. I thought we played quite well. We we, we didn't really like conceding again after after we conceded the first. And we, we looked it on, on top. First half, we could have made it 3-1, couldn't we? Uh, Hutchinson had a good chance just before the end of the half, puts it probably either side of the keeper and we're going 3-1 up at half-time and probably see the game out. So, yeah, it was disappointing second half, well, disappointing last 15 minutes. Um, but there was there was positives to take from it, which is which is good. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I couldn't watch the game live or over on iFollow because I was actually working on at the time on Sunday, uh, getting that double pay as always. But, yeah, like you said there, mate, a disappointing result overall. I think, yeah, we went 1-0 down early doors thanks to a Bart Bilkowski error. A rare one from him, but obviously it's happened a couple of times this season nonetheless and didn't get us off to the best of starts. But as you, as Kai mentioned there, we bounced back superbly in the first half. Two goals in the space of six minutes, went 2-1 up. Half-time came, I think, to be honest, it probably didn't need half-time. You talk about the old kind of cliche and I think Bristol City definitely wanted the half-time whistle, made a couple of changes at half-time and came back and beat us 3-2. Yeah, very unfortunate for Millwall. I mean, Mickey, what did you make of the game? We'll see overall, like Kai said there. I mean, disappointing in in the face of it. I did watch it back on Monday. I uh, put myself through the torture of the second half as well. But I thought that first half in particular, we looked the kind of the real deal, aside from that mistake, really. Um, yeah, I think the mistake was... I think it was a joint mistake. Yeah, Bart short short kicked it but I think he thought it was easy got a ball and then all of a sudden I don't think he was expecting the back pass as quick you know 
It was a hurried kick, wasn't it? I mean, obviously, he's come back to him, he's got to clear it. But to be honest, it should go Rosette or up the field, and it done neither, and went straight to the path of Iman. Yeah, and the trouble is, he's normally fucking good at sticking it, you know, out of play every time he takes a kick forward anyway. So, (laughs) you know, know, kicking is definitely not his strong ability. But hey-ho, it is what it is. And, And, yeah, I mean, that mistake, it was sort of like, oh, shit, are we in for one of those games where... You know, he just has fucking the touch of a rapist every every fucking every ball in. But no, it's all right. It it, it is what it is. So, look, I think we played okay, but I just think come about what 55, 60 minutes onwards in, maybe 65 minutes, we looked tired. We were tiring. Um and, and we spoke about this off off show. Um I think Saturday's game or Sunday's game was a lot of it was down to Rowett's tactics. Um, you've got three youth or two you know, three youth players sitting on a bench. Um, we could have changed it up. We could have gone for it um, and, and closed that game off quite easily because um, you've got a couple of players there who, who are wanting to prove themselves. You know, you bring the young lad on the other week, like the other day, praise him how bad, you know, how good he was with his speed and he's dangerous and he's this and he's that. And then all of a sudden, come what, 60, 60 odd minutes, we suddenly go, oh, we go defensive. And as soon as that was coming, we knew what was coming. We knew we could see those two goals coming before they fucking come. Do you know what I mean? We knew they were coming. Um, and it's the same as always. Yes, the players look tired. Yes, they've probably played without training. But fuck's sake, they get paid bundles of money per week to fucking train without, you know, having a training in the thing. It's fucking running for 90 minutes, fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? Um, Rats, it's Rats tactics, mate. Will get me. He just doesn't seem to see the same game we're seeing, and he makes it's, weird changes. It was a bit of a pill to swallow, obviously, and uh, it's it's obviously more hard to take, especially watching the first half. Like I said, watching it back, I thought Savile and Mitchell in the midfield were just dominant over the midfield pairing of I think it was Beniros and James, um, mm. and obviously Scott in there. I think you know. It, it the, the tale told the story when at half time you know they put more bodies in midfield tried to kind of stop our threat obviously first half as well Phoebe and Bradshaw linking up well and you know you saw at times my Wallace getting forward on the left hand side you know that goal aside like I said we gave away I think Semenyo had one chance running through on goal getting the better of Pierce and Bart makes a comfortable save aside from that there was no real threat from Bristol City whereas going forwards was pressing high as well I thought Phoebe and Bradshaw both put a real shift in in the first half and it's probably a case of we did tie in the second half and not having the real kind of first team options that Maggio obviously wanted, you know, are into various, obviously, you know, circumstances that we've got. Obviously, Jed's injured at the moment with a quad injury, although I'm really, and he's also got illness as well. Make it out what you will. Um, obviously, he wasn't available, so we kind of didn't have the attacking options to bring on. I think we only had Matt Smith on the bench, who is a recognised first team squad player um, in the forward areas. And, you know, I think it told its story. I agree with Mickey there. I think, you know, in the second half, I said it to you, didn't I, the other day, maybe because Nana Boateng on a bit of pace. I think that change they made, uh, Bristol, they went to back three and threw the wing-backs forward. O'Dowd was playing on the left-hand side. Kind of O'Dowd, I think his name is. Um, on the right was Scott, and they were just bombing up. And obviously, that Martin up top was more of a vocal point because they just got the ball forwards and caused problems for us. And unfortunately, we couldn't get the grips of that. I will say, watching it back, I don't think, Kai, they were that good, Bristol City, in the second half. No, I think the were. changes obviously made it, you know, a bit more of a attacking threat. But I wouldn't say. I, I know what Mickey's saying when they we knew it was coming when we brought Evans on and took Ojo off. But I felt like it was more so 
we just tired as the game went on and just didn't have anything going forward left in the tank, really. And I don't think Bristol City were necessarily value for their win, but they still took their chances when it came to them, I suppose. Yeah, I think that's probably I think that's probably a fair reflection. And one thing I would say though, I know I saw a couple of tweets on it about about it on on Sunday. And there's a new rule coming to place, but I, I thought it was a when when Benicafobia was brought down. I thought that was a red card in my opinion. I, oh, I thought, I yeah. thought it was a red card. Like I I, I thought he's going to bring a straight red card out here, and we, you know it's going to be you know they have ten men, we'll probably score the penalty, and, and we're, we'll probably be all right. But you know when he didn't give a, a red card, that that confused me. And then again in the second half. I mean, even if it wasn't inside the penalty area, because it was quite difficult to see. Savile was pulled down by Masengo, where realistically he probably should have passed it to Benick a lot, a lot earlier than he did. Like, well, he didn't pass it at all in the end. He went up passing to to Bradshaw, but he should have passed it a lot earlier to Benick. But Masengo did pull him down. So if if you know, it's either a penalty or a free kick just outside the box, whichever the ref judged, because it was quite difficult to tell whether it was just inside the box or just outside. But one of the mm-hmm. two would have been a foul, in my opinion. Uh, Masengo did change the game for them. He was good in the second half. Um, he made. He made, you know, he, he sort of disrupted the play. He did well against Savile, and he just sort of disrupted Savile's momentum and play that he, he did so well in the first half. And I thought he was he was a bit of a thorn in our side second half, um, you know. But I thought, you know, we, we looked dangerous every time we went forward. We did look dangerous, and every time that Bristol City went forward and, and missed, and you know, had a had a chance. There was a couple of chances in the first in the second half where Vyman missed kicked one. Uh, Bart saved it, and then he missed kicked it. Um, and you always felt that the third potentially could come on the counter with like maybe a quick break. And we did have a couple of chances on the counter. It's just a shame we couldn't take one because, you know, it was 2-2. And then we had that chance with Savile. Savile plays it to Bennett. He scored probably, he might score, make it 3-2. And, and then, you know, a minute later, they go and score instead. So that was, it was it's fine margins. And if we would have scored them, probably see the game out and we win. But the other, you know, it doesn't happen. And, it, and we we're on the wrong side of the 3-2. Uh, we were just tied. We should, we should have put the youth on and just yeah. fucking gone for it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's easy to say go for it, but I think it was more so. I mean, we'll we were two up. one up. We could have gone for it, but then if, if we go for three it, two, then yeah, but if, if we'd have lost three two, we've going for it. We would have been. We would right. have said, "Why has he gone for it?" Would we? We're playing. We're playing with hindsight, and which is why I was. I agree. I, I say the same thing to you. Like, why didn't Boateng come on or Lovelace? Even if you want to praise him, like you're saying, Mickey, and get him on, and well, no, see, he praised him. He yeah, praised no, I'm him saying, yeah, I know you say after the last game. He praised him and then told us all about, you know, we've got to look at the academy. We can't afford to go out and do that. It's as if, look, right, we're not stupid. We don't need your bullshit. What we want is you to have a plan and move forward with that plan. Don't don't one minute because it's good PR around playing a 15-year-old. Oh, we're going to be looking at bringing academy players forward. We ain't we can't really start <clears> affording <throat> players with COVID, everything else, it's hard work, blah, blah, blah. And then fuck me, we lose. And then a day after, it's oh, well, we possibly put a million bid or a million and a half pound bid in. You know, you you can't have it both ways. Just clear the bullshit. Just tell us how it is. If you don't want to play the kids, but you haven't played the kids all fucking season, then just carry on doing what you're doing. But don't make out you want to bring the kids in because you brought a fifteen year old on when that ain't your that ain't your interest. Because you had three youngsters sitting on the bench who could have fucking got a lot to prove. You know, and they're doing all right in the under 23 games. They've got a lot to prove. Yet, you ain't, you know, you ain't done nothing. I mean, Burley's coming good points back. There. You make good points there. But at the same time, is the answer bringing on a 15 year old? Is it really no. realistically the answer? No. But I suppose it's the card he's got given and he decided not to play it in that sense, maybe. That 15 year old, he played well for what he played the 10 minutes the other day. 
I wonder how well he would have played if you would have given him 25 minutes. He didn't have 10 minutes the other day. He had 10 seconds, but... Yeah, 10 seconds. <laughs> Just so but, that people... Yeah, look, are aware, I, mean? I do yeah. correct you when I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, someone else would correct you, and we don't want that to happen. Yeah, yeah. But, Hello, Phil. But, <laughs> <laughs> but should we talk about a positive um because i think especially that first half there's loads of positives to take both our strikers scoring um bradshaw scores in his fifth game in a row um i think Is it? i don't know what yeah his fifth game in a row it's i thought it, i thought it was five and five but no Alex it's five it's five and five yes but it's, it's five in his it's his yeah seven and nine but five goals in in the last five games in the sense that he scored every well, that's game what i thought but i swear alex grace on saturday or sunday Put that it's it's five and four. Five, uh, five, I think it's. I've got I it think it's five and five. He scored, I thought it was five and five. He scored five seven these last nine. He scored one against Hull away. Scored one at home to Birmingham. One away to Peterborough. One on midweek against Coventry and one against Bristol City. Just gone. So that's what seven goals in fourteen appearances this season. Yeah. Seven in his last nine, as Kai says. I mean, and the other two are against Stoke, weren't they? You can't stop him, can you? He's he's on fire at the moment, isn't he? Is it in form at the right time, isn't he? Yeah, I think he obviously, it? like we said before in the last show, he's got that contract on his mind, or is it the service that was suddenly given him? Is he always had this in his locker? And I mean, I suppose a question has got to be asked here that obviously he scored eight in his first like full season, I'm gonna say, because he got injured obviously the season before that under Harris. Scored a goal, I think he kind of kicks it off against Leeds when it was Barrett and caretaker charge against Leeds when Harris just went. Wright comes in and perseveres with him for a few games. Scored a cracker away at Derby that sticks in the memory. Scored a goal against Luton on New Year's Day. I think he even scored one the week after in the Cup. In the, I can't remember if it was against a lower league team. The escapes the mind. Against Newport, wasn't it? We beat him there you go. Thank you. Knowledge over there. <laughs> Knowledge over there that I used to have that I still have, but not to the same extent that Kai's got nowadays. Uh, but, you know, he's, he was know scoring it. here, Kai. And obviously, after a while, he loses his place in the side. And, you know, last season we tried to sign Troy Parrott. And, you know, we're trying to bring options in. We're rumoured to be looking at a striker at the moment. I don't know exactly what kind of mould of striker he is. But... Injured one. There you are. Does, we'll talk more <laughs> about it in part two. But does something have to be said, Kai, about if you give him the chance to play, he scores goals. So why is he not being... You know, why was last season he restricted to a lot of sub-appearances? Of course, there's culminating factors. But end of the day, he's proving that if you give him the service, you play him up top with two strikers, typically, he's going to return the goods for us. And I, yeah, I think I think that's 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 exactly. I think you should give him the service, and he'll, and he'll put the ball in the back of the net. He's a real poachers. He, he, he's a, you know most of his goals have been real poachers poachers finishes. I'd say and, all five of his last five goals. I think all five have been in the box. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. If not, maybe within the twelve yard box. Yeah, even that's, so. Yeah, it, it's very. It's always close, and mm-hmm. I think that's where the service needs to be. That ball that Murray Wallace put in the other day was was inch perfect. That was a fantastic ball in. But then I think I think again that. Benic Afobi helps him so much as well. He, mm-hmm. he just so him him and Benic work so well together. They, they both work really hard as well, running the channels, don't they? And just get the team up the pitch, and it, it really helps yeah. in that formation. And I, and I think what what works even better is that Benic is so good at holding the ball up. Yeah. So every time he gets the ball, he'll hold it up. He'll look to play Bradshaw, and then you know the where whoever's cut, you know whoever's playing behind them, whether it's Ojo or Jed, uh, Mason Bennett, you know, then they'll look to get the ball on the ball, and then the the two strikers go wide. And then, you know, Ojo or Jed or Bennett have that ball, you know, have options then to play through. And then, you know, it, it just works so well. I mean, uh, Saturday or uh, Sunday, I saw a tweet at half time saying, I think it was actually, I think it might have been Jack Clark who put it on. Um, he said, uh, two of both our strikers have scored in the same game. 
that that must have been a while that that's happened happened since. I mean, probably since the days of Morrison that. and Gregory, I imagine. If yeah, you think it was lovely to, to see I mean, that. Yeah, but it yeah. shows that service, doesn't it? You know, because yeah. even Smith has scored a couple since we've been playing slightly different. And if you put the service in and people are strikers, that's their that's their job to do. But you can't expect people to stick balls in the net like if they you know they're there to score poaching goals if the ball ain't there. So you yeah. need to get the ball in. And then once the ball's in, fucking hey-ho, they score goals, as Bradshaw's proving. I think even a phobie, he's got five for the first title. He got five last year in Turkey, mm. um, in less in more games, so to speak, and there were more sub-appearances there. He's, last time, you know, he got into at least five figures in the uh, five goals in the in the league was at Stoke and that was under Gary Rowett as well. So he's starting to hopefully come good and he's probably on course to get into double figures for the season, isn't he, Kai? And I think there is a conundrum there, which is obviously a worry at the same time to play a bit of a devil's advocate. Brashel's out of contract, a phobie's online. And then aside from that, you've got Matt Smith, who is also out of contract. Jed out of contract. Jed's out of contract. There's a, a real kind of... Contract. I, I like to think Bradshaw's is a formality. He's probably adding a couple hundred quid every time he scores a goal to his basic salary, which you can't begrudge him for in the first place because he's coming up with the goods and he's worth that in a sense. But cool, like it is like... We're not panicking, and Mill's not letting off that they're panicking. But I'm pretty sure if you're Steve Cavanaugh and Gary Wright sitting there discussing plans for the future, you're probably thinking, "Cool, like we need to get some of these tied down to contracts asap." Yeah, be. I mean, I, I think it would be lovely to obviously Bradshaw hopefully signs a new deal. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, he does. Um, and then I'd like to see someone like Benikafobi signed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's out of contracts at Stoke at end of the season as yeah. well. Probably on a fair bit of money. I don't know if we're paying his full amount, but if he's happy here. It's it looks like he's enjoying it? his football, doesn't he? So, you know, you'd hope that you'd hope that he'd sign. Um, and then obviously we don't know what's going on with Jed. We won't know that probably for a while, will we? But Mahoney, he's got to get fit first. Um, mm-hmm. then show us that you know, and then obviously Ojo's on loan as well. So Ojo will go will potentially go back at the end of the season. Even though I thought Ojo's ball through to Benick the other day for the penalty was 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 very good. That was what did you make more. of his performance in general on Sunday? I thought it was probably his best one of his better games for us. I mean, yeah. he's not really had he had a 15, 20 minute spell against Stoke. He had obviously that assist away at Nottingham Forest for Matt Smith's goal. But I thought it was the first time I saw him consistently take a defender on. And I think two of their players got booked in the second half, fouling him. And he really done well to get on the ball, but also run with the ball and travel. Something we don't often really see from a player that's really capable of it. Yeah, and one, and one guy, one guy even took him out and then complained to the referee that it wasn't even a foul. Mm. I mean, he's absolutely chopped his legs, and yeah. and Ojo. You know, but one thing I was impressed with Ojo, you know, I thought Ojo um, every time he got on the ball, he looks to take his man on, like you said. But I thought one thing I was impressed with Ojo. I saw him put a lot more challenges the other day than have done in the past. I saw him, you know, block a lot of crosses. That he, you know, a lot of them he was back and he managed to stick his leg out and go for a corner. You know, so I was impressed with that. I thought, I thought his defensive work was much better the other day. He needs a good meal, though, doesn't he? But if you yeah. look at his stature, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I agree. Like, it was nice to see him put his foot in. He's not going to be that player that's ever going to put his foot in, no. though, and risk getting injured. Not oh, partly because he's a lone player, let's be honest. And also, like, he's got a career to think of after the club. He's not got a long term contract here. I suspect his Liverpool deal is on the verge of running out. If not, it's got maybe 18 months left on it. He's not going to risk injury because he's not going to, when he goes into 50-50, he's likely to not win it, let's be honest. And we all want to see him put his foot in there and obviously, you know, risk the chance of getting hurt. But in reality, he's not that sort of player anyway, is he, Kai? He's not built for it. So, like, I I, I see the criticism. I agree with it. And I know he reminds me of Fred Onyedema so much every time I see him play. Not necessarily his play style, but the way he runs around on the pitch, 
And it's not always looking animated, but at the same time, when you give him the ball, he does something with it, if that makes sense. And I think Fred had that kind of perk, but obviously Ojo is obviously a bit more of a classier player than him, but they do re- kind of remind me of each other in a sense. I don't know if I'm the only one who thinks that. No, they are similar, aren't they? Yeah, they are, they are similar. They yeah. are similar. And I, I've been surprised actually <clears throat> last couple of games. I think uh, last game especially. New message. What up, what up? It's Heather's cousin. You dated her in college or maybe you were just in the same class. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat, my man. Let's hit the water. Oh, and Heather told me you always liked uh, snacks and stuff, so I could totally bring some chips. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Hey, also, I'm a little short on cash, so can you cover the chips? Thanks. I can see why Heather liked you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy not available in all states. Picture this. You're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. And the Coventry game, when there's when there's a chance to put the ball in the box, um, and obviously we can't we can't say too much about it because obviously he his free kick ended up with Bradshaw scoring a Coventry, but Pierce has been on the free kicks, mm-hmm. and even like the ones sort of like you know near the near the uh, you know edge of you know halfway line, but Ojo got I think don't think Ojo took many corners on Saturday on Sunday. I thought Savile no. took most of them. Yeah, it was but, interesting that one as yeah. well because obviously Malone and Jed normally take them, don't they? Yeah. And Ojo's been taking them since Malone has been out and Jed's been out. Yeah. So um, no, but I think I think Ojo's starting to come, starting to come good. I think um, he's starting to work harder. He's starting to you know show more on the ball as well. And every time he's on the ball, he looks dangerous. The only thing I'd say about him is I'd like to see him get the ball and instead of trying to look, almost like tease the defender and try and beat him with a bit of skill. Like there's sometimes where the players are behind him and if he just sprinted with the ball, mm-hmm. he he'd be fr- like because he I, I, I what what I've, what I've seen of him on, on highlights and stuff is he is quick. So yeah. I don't think we see that pace enough. So I'd like to see that pace a little bit more when he does break the line and someone puts the ball through and, you know, he's away, he's onto the, onto the defence. Instead of letting the players get back and he tries to take them on and beat them, just run with the ball and, and just and try That's and get... What we're, we are missing that though, aren't we? We're missing yeah. some players with some proper pace. Because if, if the way we're playing at the minute, if we had a couple of players playing in certain positions with a bit of pace, we could fucking terrify the opposition. Yeah, yeah, I think good. that's always been the conundrum. I think obviously <clears throat> Bennett is, again, he was missing on Sunday after playing against Coventry. I mean, you know, it's, it's the same broken record with Bennett. Unfortunately, you know, he just seems to come and go out of teams purely based on injuries and gets little niggles all the time. And I don't know if that's the story of him playing from a young age when he was 15 at Dartford County or whether it's just a case of he's just he's made a glass, which is not an ideal situation to be in. Um, I mean, we'll talk a bit about, obviously, about the Phobie's goal because I want to talk about how Bristol City fans reacted to it. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw... They yeah. all applauded him after he scored. I remember playing them at home when Jed scored the winner. I think I th- they were seeing his name in the first half. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in front of the North Stand. I think um, he seems. To, I think he obviously had that tragedy that happened with his with his um, kid when he was obviously at Bristol City. So they've got obviously a close affinity to him there. But he seems to be wherever he goes, quite a, just a likable person. And we, yeah. I don't think we'll necessarily give him a round of applause if he scored against us if he left us and played against us next year. But at the same time, I think we'd all respect him and. You know, as an ex-player returning, in a sense, he's everywhere he goes, he seems to be loved by everyone, doesn't he? I think he's a, just a nice guy, isn't he? I yeah. just think he's an all-round nice guy, and I think he's respectful of the teams he's played for. I mean, we saw that he didn't celebrate and stuff. 
I just think, you know, I think everyone, even people that don't, you know, even people that he's been at in the past, I think everyone's just got a soft spot for him because of, mm-hmm. you know, what he's what, what he's been through, and you know, and he and he and he always seems to, you know, he he's such a he's such a he always comes across. He such plays a nice with player. a he's, smile on his face as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Not all footballers do that, but you can tell he just enjoys doing the job he does. Yeah, he's respectful. He enjoys... When he plays against former clubs, he always claps their fans and stuff. Like he clapped the Bristol City fans a home and away this year, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think that's, I think that's good. I think that you know you don't get that, you don't get that very often. So that's, it's nice to see, isn't it? Definitely, I think I have to agree there. I mean, yeah, I think we'll go into a little bit of the second half, guys. Like we said there, I mean, the second goal, I think it was, yeah, Evans comes on as a substitute. Ojo comes off. We've, like we said, maybe we'd like to see maybe a Boateng come on or someone with a bit of pace to maybe stretch them and make, have them something to worry about. We didn't go that way. We went kind of to a diamond midfield, Evans sitting deep. And I think it was Savile and um, Mitchell next to him, either side. And yeah, Kaya just, he, I think he tried to track his runner environment there. Couldn't get to him. And yeah, it was a good ball in from Asengo. We'll give him credit there. But, you know, it was kind of an easy tapping for Vyman in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, he just posts it past the keeper, doesn't he? But I just wonder whether if everyone misses that, it might go in the gut. It might go in the in the corner anyway because mm-hmm. it, it had a good good bit of pace and it was a nice ball in. And if everyone does miss it, Bart's probably not going to get there because it's it's just it's got good pace on the ball. So yeah, I thought you know it was just it was disappointing. Maybe we couldn't quite get in front of him. Maybe clear it first. Maybe one of the defenders, you know, Pierce just missed it, which was annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, it just went over Pierce's head, so that was that was frustrating as well. So if you know, obviously any any of the defenders got their head in it, it was also going to be cleared as well. Um, yes, but it was a it was a good finish from Vyman in the end because he did have to sort of direct it goalwards as well. He's a quality we, player, so you know that's the sort of player you can't give room, and we did give him a little bit of room, and he and he caught and it, you know he made us pay. There's a there's a legend connection to Vyman. Vyman, yeah, how's that? You got we. I showed you the text. Ah, you did. Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Brian King took him. Brian King scouted him and took him to Villa. There you go. Did I it? remember him playing against us mm. in the cup many years ago um, when Darren Bent and him were up front, and Marquis scored that infamous goal where he's <laughs> in the 90th minute on a Friday night at Den to win two one in the FA Cup. Kind of a little tie there, guys, to what's coming up on Saturday. But you know, yeah, obviously a last minute winner um, at the time. But yeah, he's been around the block, Vyman, and. He's not really a prolific score goal scorer, guys. And this is the annoying part. Bristol City don't score many goals. And I'm pretty sure they've struggled to score a lot of their games recently. And yet somehow Kai scores the third, gets his hat trick. And they score three goals past us, win 3-2. Well, the annoying thing is, is when they when they go 1-0 down, when they go 1-0 up, they haven't got a great record. They've got a good mm-hmm. record of losing 2-1. So it looked like history was going to repeat itself. But, you know, we just couldn't quite, didn't have quite, didn't quite have the legs, you know, and... There's a number of different reasons probably for that, whether it's substitutions and stuff. But Mickey you know, wants to blame the manager. Go on, Mickey, going for Rowett. Go no, on. no, I think he's right. I think <laughs> you know. Look, I I counted off Rowett and all that, and I'm not a Rowett out. I'm not in, in that camp. In you just think he got it wrong on the day, basically. I think he got it wrong on the day, but I also think that we don't know personally how fucking how knackered those players are. But he's no, 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 I'm still. Look, I'm not going to use the, oh, they didn't train because at the end of the day, they're fucking paid athletes. Do you know what and I mean? And every club's it, been in the same scenario. Done. If yeah, anything, yeah. though, Bristol City had a, a less of a day off compared to us, mm. I'm pretty sure, mm. going into this game. So, yeah. We just look knackered, yes, but we had youth sitting there. I think that we could have put youth on and, and we could have changed it. But hey-ho, it is what it is. We lost. Um, we went from, you know, being quite attacking to fucking suddenly going quite defensive. Like he does a lot. Um, and I think some days he should just go, fuck it. 
out we go. First game when he was here, wasn't it, with Charlton, when he decided at the draw, we go for it and we won it 2-1. And there was everything on there, mate. If we'd have lost against N, fuck me, you wouldn't have been in a job anymore. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, if, if we can do it when it matters, but not when it don't matter, then, um, yeah, that's a, you know, that's a strange fucking understanding. If, if there's any consolation to our last five games, we've not drawn a game. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. We're not drawn. We've not seen the draws meme post on our, on our Twitter post for a little while yet, Mickey. So, Maybe, no, uh, maybe no. in a couple of weeks' time we'll be returning. But look, if we had five draws in the last five games, we're on five points. We're on six points from our last five. I'm not getting three. involved in numbers, mate. It's classic Mill here, though. Look, Hull sitting there, you know, right towards the bottom table when we played them. They beat us. We beat Birmingham. Then we go to Peterborough and lose. We beat Coventry, who are a fancy team. And then we lose to Bristol City, who are an unfancy team. It's it's classic Mill, isn't it, Mickey? You know, that the... Up for it in the big games, and then we can't string together a run of form that we desperately no. need to try and kick on. Classic. That's. I think that's the biggest frustration. Before we go to part two, before we end this, I think that yep. is the biggest frustration is that we just can't seem to win two games, maybe three games on the bounce. We seem to win, get spanked, win. So I mean, it could be maybe, maybe the omens are there, but the FA Cup is, is completely different. <laughs> uh... We we fucking pull off murders on the FA Cup. A uh, full den. We pull off murders. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, just before we end, I think it's funny, mate. If you look through social media today, when Mill will put out or someone put out, Richard Cowley put out, oh, there's a few hundred tickets left for Millwall. And Palace fans are coming out going, oh, you can't even sell your full allocation, all that. It will be sold out. And, you know, Palace fans will be terrorised. But fuck me, we don't need to get a coach. To travel, fucking. I was about to say, let them stick to their coach miles, journey. Mate. Don't worry. Let do you them know stick what I mean? Coach journey, so See how interesting that coach journey is. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. all I would say, mate. I, I just don't think they've sold out yet, have they? I'm not sure. Huh? I don't think they've sold out yet either. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they've sold their yeah, allocation. They sold out now. Yeah. I just know um, Saturday they're going to have flares in their pockets and stuff like that, ready to let off. I just hope that they don't get a chance to do that Saturday. Um, and I'm buzzing for them to come down to South I London. Be surprised. The real South be... London, South East yeah. London. I wouldn't be surprised if Millwall, because they're known for flares, I wouldn't be surprised if Millwall don't put um, pyrotechnic dogs on their fucking stand just to fucking search them as they come in. I'm sure they'll still find a way of getting in. Do you know, you know the biggest way? And this falls right into Palace to a degree, without actually saying it. But pyrotechnics, just before we end, the last bit before we end, pyrotechnics, the way they get smuggled into football grounds is through your... Your your self pocket or your prison pocket, and you know because they're about this more. big, aren't they? They're, they're some of them are like really tiny, basically, mm. and yeah, yeah. Fit into and they base they basically stick it out their ass and then fucking come in the stadium and then fucking take it back out. So you know, um, if you're that desperate to get a flare in the ground, mate, then um, yeah, good luck to you. But I just we'll think be, you're a bit of a cunt. We'll be talking more at length anyway about Palace in our Friday show. So that's all to come. And all the wonders of the FA Cup third round as well, I'm pretty <clears> sure. So, yeah, I think that wraps up part one. Mill sit in 11th place in the league table. Mid-table is what we are. And I think that's probably not going to change. But then again, if things go away, we've got a couple of games in hand because of the Christmas fixtures. Who knows, Kai, right? Positivity always from you. But who knows, really, I suppose. And if we can strengthen in January, then we'll see what we'll talk about in 15 games, I suppose. Definitely, definitely, absolutely. Right, that's the end of the part one now. We're talking part two, a bit about the rumour mill and a certain transfer link we've had come out this morning. (laughs) 
And welcome to the second part of the show. Mickey's trying to put me off as my dog is trying to lick my microphone as well. So there you go. Things that you probably don't expect to hear and see. At least at least you said microphone and not something else. Hey? Oh, that'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it? I'm not into that sort of stuff. But fair I'm not saying you are, but you're going to be a bit fucking strange, isn't <laughs> it? Do you know what I mean? Right, guys. Uh, today, Mill have supposedly put a bid in for a player that plays in the Belgium League, if I'm not mistaken. Or have I got it wrong completely? Come no, on, guys, Belgium League. Come on, Mickey. Yeah. What's his yeah, name? Belgium League. Someone pronounce huh? it because I'm going to get it wrong. I know it's gay. That's it. Papa Habib Gay. There you go. Papa Habib Gay. Well, yeah. Peter Rook. Papa Habib, isn't it? Habib Gay, I think it is. But yeah, yeah it never really... Uh, it's not come from news at them. It's not come from South London Press. It's come from a Sky Sports or ex-Sky Sports journal. I'm not sure what he does nowadays. He's freelancing. He does... Did he used to be for the Mirror? Peter Rook. He's been around for a little while. and he, He's not an insider now. He's not normally someone that puts tweets out for the sake of putting tweets out, but doesn't say... It doesn't say maybe his agent, you know, the player's mm. agent might have had a word of him saying he put a link out there just to say there's a bit of interest there because, you know, we don't know necessarily rumours are to be found true or not. Supposedly mm. a one and a half million pound bid's gone in though and he is someone normally of some sort of reputable source. So I guess we'll take it as gospel for now and assume there is a bid there, uh, Mickey. But one and a half mm. million pounds, I don't really know a lot about the player. But let's not talk about so much about the player because we don't know a lot, but... I do know one and a half million pounds is probably a stretch in the financial position. We're not a ruined club financially. We're a well-run club, but considering COVID, you know, you've done the account show with Kieran from the Price of Football and obviously Phil was on with you that show. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a steep investment when you've got the uncertainty of COVID still around, haven't you? Yeah, but I've, I, yeah, but... Is it, the man, is it the chairman backing him or is it maybe thinking... I think they've probably got money to do. Or... Yeah, I think there's probably going to be... You know, they might raise some funds. Um, you know, it, it, it's one or two things, isn't it, really? I suppose there's, you know, maybe they might be able to ship out Jed during this window and make a few quid what they possibly didn't think they were going to get because there's a lot of rumour in there. We're, we're talking rumours now. There's rumour that Nottingham Forest and West Brom out, um, West Brom are, are potentially looking at Jed. Um, you know, and if you can nick two, three, four million, you know, maybe for Jed, um, then you're going to take it in there because if you don't, he's going to go at the end of the season. And the fact that we've been playing okay without him the last couple of games um, sort of looks as if Millwall's gearing up to get rid of him. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, my only concern with that player is he looks good on paper he hasn't really done a lot. He has. He's only really played for two teams. He plays for Senegal under twenty ones as well. Um, my only concern is that he's injured at the minute, and well, he doesn't look as if he's coming back until February twenty twenty two. So, you know, okay, we're in twenty twenty two now. That made it sound as if it's like another year. But um, my only concern is that you know another injury player coming in. Um, his career is, yeah, like we said today, I think he scored 25 in 55 in his first spell mm. um, yeah. with his youth club that he came through at. And, you know, that was in the second tier of, I think, the league escapes me, but it was the second tier of football anyway, in European football. He's gone to Belgium. He's gone to Korgic. Korgic? Uh, we're not going to guess. Um, he's scored this season. I'm definitely not, not going to correct you, am I? He's scored 6 and 18, 22 years of age. And supposedly the £1.5 million bid from uh, Football Insider has been rejected. So if that is the case, they obviously rate quite highly at their club. 
Um, as you say, Mickey, he is currently injured, but, you know, they're a decent side in Belgian football, you know, some good standard there. Genk and Alec comes to mind. These are teams that play European football to a decent standard as well. Um, Kai, I guess, you know, like, it's interesting because obviously the club said they look abroad and I always think it's smoke and mirrors and they don't necessarily do that. And typically, since we're out of side, Mason Bennett, Scott Malone, Bennett Kofobi, Keith Nambelds, these are all players he's worked with previously. But, I guess the club's broadening their horizons, trying to look for value elsewhere. And you never know. It could be a masterstroke if it comes to fruition. It's, it's a different kind of approach from the club, isn't it? Yeah, it reminds me sort of a bit like uh, Brentford's approach um, yep. in, in that sort of way, bringing in talent and and working with them. Um, I mean, Brentford seemed to get quite good results quite quickly with their players. I mean, it only took Watkins one season to score 25 goals. It took Ben Rama a season or so. And then it obviously Morpé did well. Um Obviously, they have they had one more, didn't they? Um, obviously, they've got Berm and Buemo now. Watkins they? So, and stuff like that as well. Watkins, obviously yeah, so, British, but you know, he's still done the business for them. Yeah, I mean, that you know, and they, they've looked they've looked abroad for like Ben Rama and stuff, and they found someone like that, and and that, and that maybe you know that sort of approach has worked elsewhere. You know, it could work with us, and it's a, it might be quite a good it might be a good approach to go down to. You know, because definitely you know that works. Yeah, I'm definitely open to new ideas because, like we've always said, we can't compete the financial muscle in this league. And if there's a talent in League One, they typically nowadays go for plus of five million if they've scored 20 goals in League One, which is crazy to think of it as actual concept in the first place. But it is a thing. Um, and obviously, he's played at the top level in Belgium. So, you know, he's obviously a decent player, Mickey. You know, he's not there on for no reason. He's obviously got a bit of merit behind him. Um, again, I don't really know much about him, so I'm not going to pretend to talk about him and say, yeah, he's this sort of forward. But nonetheless, you know, it's it's obviously a sign of intent from the club that, you know, I suppose they would have known this story was going out as well. And so I guess they okayed it maybe. But, you know, obviously there is obviously a real look for, look for attackers out there in the current window. I've what? made you so I've made you so cynical now, and I. Do you know what Why I mean? Is that? <laughs> well, me with the group and all that when stories come out and you go. Look at look at the background to this first. What do you think? Look at this, yeah. look at that. We go, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. So, yeah, I've become more that. aware of how the press circle works and how football clubs work. It's 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 a it's a case of clubs are always aware of stuff that's out there about, you know, there's a media team for a reason. There's a there's a director of comms for a reason for a lot of established football clubs. And it's because they're aware of what's out there before it happens. So, uh, yeah. you know, I'm sure Peter... They Arook, read social media. They read forums. Correct. They read everything. I'm sure Peter Rook would have had a contact at Millwall that would have either said, no, it's bullshit. What's the point yeah. of that story? Or put it out there, you know? So I'm sure there would have been legs yeah. to it in like, some way the player, the player wants to leave... <laughs> but the team don't want him, so let's start creating a bit of an interest and um and get his name in the paper over here. And, and you know, even if we a bit like Smith when they knew they weren't getting Smith, but you know, they knew he was going elsewhere, but sort of, you know, start putting, you know, high figures out there is what they're putting in for him just to put the other team up. So yeah. Basically football is not what football is to me. It's not necessarily a case of bidding for a player. There's always more to it, I think, that meets the eye. But there you go. That's football nowadays, I suppose, isn't it? It's why people like Kai aspire to be a journal, Kai, I suppose. You know, a bit of a uh, bit of uh, hot off the press stuff, a bit of um, you know, breaking stories. It's a bit of it's, a, I don't it's know, it's not it's an enigma, isn't it? Nowadays, that's why it's yeah. nice to some days go watch a game without having any interest in it and just enjoy it because that's you know that's that's the benefit of just being able to go watch football when 
you know, you can go there as a fan and you don't mm -hmm. care, you know, and I think that's probably one thing regretting with being close to the club with what I was, is that you, you just you close you to the too club, involved. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. What was you doing? I knew a few people. Oh, I can't remember now. It's too long oh. ago. <laughs> and, um, but you, it sort of ruins that. It ruins that. Um, the secrets, what you like to believe are there. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I mean, you must have that as well, Kai, now, where you're more involved with with Rich and you know how the club works on a PR point of, my, you know, point of view where there's stuff what Richard knows what you can't print or stuff what you know what you can't necessarily print or you have to wait with an embargo and stuff and you know it's coming. But as a fan, sometimes that just, it ruins it for you as a whole. You just sort of, it makes you realise that football is a business and it's not, you know, your boy a dream, your boy a club, you know, something who, you know, you'd run for a brick wall for. It's just sometimes you think, shit, it's just the same as any other business. And not necessarily even Milwaukee, I suppose, in general, no. in all, all fields that's, of football, isn't it? That's the thing, like, yeah, I, I mean, obviously I've learned a lot through both, um, you know, doing some uh, unpaid stuff for South London Press and obviously being on here, Mickey, Mickey, you know, has good insight as well. So, it, no, but I think that there's some, there's some media outlets that do just save stuff for agents, Um you know, I won't mention any names, um, but I'm sure both of you can guess who it is. Um, you know, there is some that just do it just just to put names out there and just to try and get, you know, people people on the agenda. So, yeah, no, it's, no, it's always it. interesting. I mean, but this this P.O. Rock, he's got quite a good following, hasn't he? So mm -hmm. there must be first. Can I just... Well, yeah, I, I agree with you then, Kai. Obviously, it's, it's again, open-ended. Uh, I guess we'll probably go into more detail about it if there's more substance to it on our show that comes out on Friday. Uh, but yeah, I think we've probably come to natural cause of an end here anyway, guys. So Kai, thanks for joining me and hopefully see you again later this week. No worries, mate. Looking forward to talking about Palace. Yeah, well, that's it. Palace? Talking, who the fuck Who's is Palace? Palace? Exactly. Alice, Alice, 24 years, mate. Living next door to... Palace? <laughs> yeah. No worries. Bye, yeah, Mickey, thanks for, Mickey, thanks for coming on as well tonight, mate, as always. No worries. Thanks very much, as always. And that's the end Lovely of our show. With so some professionals. If you're new around here, be sure to leave a like, subscribe if you're new on YouTube, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on Apple, and obviously check our Twitter out at that mill pod. That's the end of us. We'll be back on Friday, as mentioned, to all things Palace and the third round of the FA Cup. Cheers, guys. See you So get new friends, make sure Progressive's one of them, and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Do I want to feel the wind in my hair? Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, seriously, let's ride on your boat. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? 
That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from, some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy, so we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.